0: to another episode of beyond the dumbbells your snarky source for all things nutrition fitness wellness and lifestyle from damaged libidos to a-holes at your local gym and everything in between so more to the point everything in life except when you're actually swinging a dumbbell so hence the name (laughs) clever right right you're so smart i'm so smart um a lot of articles have been popping up about uh, weight, and I don't know if it's the time of year I've never noticed so much in the news about what's going on with being overweight or being obese. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna, I've tried crafting something that was gonna be a little bit more intellectual to read, and it's just too much. We talked about it, it's too much to put into an email, it's too much to text, it's too mm-hmm. much to post, and the best way to approach it is to actually have a dialogue because it's gonna allow some of, my passion to not come out as me just trying to be an a-hole, mm-hmm. but more that the growing problem that we have, it's not being addressed seriously. Right, And there's enough of a problem now that it, forget that it's a burden of, it's a, it's a higher cost burden on the medical industry mm-hmm. and all of our shares and what we have to pay into helping everybody stay healthy. But the national crisis of it, the national security crisis of right. it that, we don't have a fighting population right now. Right. And that uh, if we were invaded, there's mm-hmm. good chance that a large number of people would be more of a burden to the cause than uh, a help. Absolutely. Okay, so a couple of big things, and you, you had a chance to look these over briefly too as well. Right. So something that came out, CDC puts out statistics every couple of years. They're mm-hmm. always a few years behind by the time the data um, filters in. And the big one that hit the news, and this thing was published in the UK, but it was talking about the United States' mm, obesity rate that we have right. now. And it's always been bad. It's been 65%, 67%. And then we've been talking recently that it's gotten as high as 70%. Mm-hmm. Nobody really pays attention because no one really pays attention to anything else except themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Okay? And if you're carrying around a few extra pounds, it's nobody's business. And, mm-hmm. you know, no one really wants to think of themselves as being a statistic in the growing national problem. Right. So I think it gets ignored.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of people are focusing on things they shouldn't like a BMI comes up all the time and it's like, well, that's completely unrealistic. But rather than being even in like a healthy range, it's like, well, I'm five, eight, they want me to weigh a hundred pounds. It's like, so fine, I'll be five, eight and weigh 350. Like
0: It's unrealistic now because people don't want to do it. Right. So... This report came out, and it's got the, a nice, juicy map of the United States, and mm-hmm. it pretty much shows everything east of Colorado is 30% or more overweight, with yeah. some states getting up into 40%. Yep. And that 40% of a state's population is overweight or obese. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I think they're cited as obese. So it's not even just addressing overweight, that you have a a state-level crisis going on where forget what the government can do for you as far as the federal but your state initiative isn't there either correct um, there was the presidential fitness thing when mm-hmm. we were growing up I don't even know if they still have that but there was initiative when Schwarzenegger would be there with Reagan and mm-hmm. they'd be talking about making smarter food choices mm-hmm. even Bush senior making smarter food choices don't eat donuts do exercise right and now it's gotten to where that narrative doesn't show up anywhere I don't even hear politics talking about nutrition anymore no. or healthy lifestyle no they're too concerned with um, testing kids to death mm-hmm. uh, sols and you know hyper focused on kids in the books yeah you know even though we're not the smartest nation anymore we're not the we're not the powerhouse in science and math and we're, we're behind on everything and yet our kids are in school all the time mm-hmm. and they're focused on stupid studies and not life right so when we're looking at let me pull this up here virginia by the way is over it's 30 to 35 mm-hmm. percent. yeah that's frightening yeah and as a fitness professional uh so you and i being in the business and i had this mm-hmm. conversation with a client last night the the emotional conviction that I carry to help people, mm-hmm. and it gets stepped on with just bull jive. You know, you you forget people don't people don't really understand the mindset of someone that's willing to give everything to help somebody in that way, right? Because you do have to get into the psychology and the emotion, and to get into their these people's lives. It's not like you're a small business where you're just helping somebody take their wedding photos. Mm-hmm. Or you're a small business and you're a basket weaver. I mean, you don't have right. to get emotionally invested in people, being an entrepreneur, peneer, uh, at that level. But when you're talking about fitness, when I look around and I look at what the population is, one, it's a target rich environment. Hey, this business should be always easy and mm-hmm. to come by. But when you can't address the real problems, people won't acknowledge where they are. People won't acknowledge the work it takes to get where they need to be. And then they don't have the social pressure anymore to be healthy. Correct. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's the biggest of them all for the conversations that you and I have with people is it's like, look, you know, my parents are never going to understand that I'm dieting. So I need your help on how to get through this weekend because I got to eat all my favorite dishes growing up, even though I'm going to feel miserable about myself and I'm going to spend pretty much half my time in the bathroom. (laughs) But it's easier for me to say that than to have a conversation saying, hey, you know, grandma and grandpa, they, they left this world either obese, overweight, in really bad shape, and I don't want to follow them. And it's we hear a lot about people that it's like, how could you say something like that? Like there was nothing wrong with the way they lived.
0: Um, in a society of tender feelings now, you, you can't say something to somebody that's factually true. Um, even if truth hurts, you're not supposed to say it. Right. I mean, it's cool to do every other kind of you know lie but mm-hmm. uh, when you actually have to make somebody confront what's going on with them calling somebody out on their crap mm-hmm. it's just not cool anymore you know right. so if somebody's living a you know if somebody's living a life that you think that it's putting them in danger their own health and fitness you're you're not allowed to point that out We've got friends that uh, they always offer to help in business. Like, hey, can, how can I help your business? Like, well, if you can roll randomly roll up to people and tell them they're fat and they need to go work out at my gym, go for it. But that's <laughs> never going to be welcome. It's not going to. That's not a conversation. And I can't really be like, hey, do you know uh, John Doe? So he left your name and number and said that I should get in contact with you because you have a weight problem.
1: Oh my gosh! It's never going to happen. No. So
0: the the referral business and fitness, you've got to have someone that wants the help, and yes. then you then you guide them in. But part of the conversation and the dialogue about the obesity, and the reason we're talking about this is, I honestly don't know the the triggers that are kind enough to get somebody to say, "Can you spend the next six months just trying to make yourself better?" Mm-hmm. And it gets into, "Don't fat shame me." Um, I'm happy the way I am. Mm-hmm. I do what makes me happy, you know. And people don't want to look at it. We're training fifty, sixty year olds as well. Mm-hmm. And we've got people that are 300 pounds. So we mm-hmm. had a, um, a lady that came in y- yesterday. She's 300 pounds and mm-hmm. she is getting ready to turn 60. Mm-hmm. And the lady said, I'm in trouble. You know, right. I, my joints are broken down. I don't move at all. I'm, I need surgery because of the wear and tear in my body for carrying this weight for so mm-hmm. long. And I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm fearful. And she had made a side crack. She goes, I already know I'm working until I'm 75. So mm-hmm. I need to, I guess, get stuff going in the right direction. Right. And the conversation was amicable because she recognized that there was no more time. Mm-hmm. And because that opportunity had left her, it escaped her it, the number, you know, her age ticking up. She had said, If I don't do something now, I'm dead because if I live another 20, 30 years, I won't be able to take care of myself. People don't have that urgency now. No. They, they don't believe that there is a mechanism. There's nothing that's going on in life right now that someone can't survive an episode. So if if it's a preventable disease, Mm -hmm. you're overweight and you're carrying this weight for long term, you develop high blood pressure, no problem, there's meds. You end up with diabetes, no problem, there's meds. Um, You have a heart attack, there's surgery and there's Mm -hmm. um, the medical field can take care of you. You don't have to really worry about dropping off a cliff. Like, well, if it happens, then I'll conform. Right. But- You've had conversations with people that have been in the same boat where they keep stepping on themselves.
1: Mm -hmm. I think the saddest thing with those conversations is I think sometimes pride plays into it where it's like, who do you think you are? You know, being in the, we'll talk about us, uh, being in the profession you are. who do you think you are to give me advice on something? And it's like, I can do this on my own. Or we have some people who will come in and it's like, what brought you here today? And it's like, you know, they start to almost talk themselves out of it. So it starts with an awesome conversation. You know, I have a friend here. They say they love you guys, you know. And then it starts to go, but I love my. I love the way I look. I am me. I'm going to do my own life. Um, you know, these meds are helping me on this thing. And none of this is actually really important. Right. And it's like, I, th- I think sometimes pride plays into, into it. But what I wish people would realize, we all need a coach in different areas of our life. And health and fitness is just one of those. Like you really, you can't figure it out all on your own.
0: When First off, there's no one thing to point to. Oh gosh, no. And I don't believe anymore people suffer from overeating. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen more times than not people that have been in front of me that were significantly overweight. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this on other shows. They were sub 1,000 calorie days for people. And they're so mixed on their content of what they eat forget the quality of where it comes from or the debate as far as pesticides organic Mm -hmm. or not i mean take all that out of the equation they're eating hollow um meaningless foods right um some of them if they're able and their bodies are willing they're doing excessive cardio and sub-calorie cutting and it's developing into an eating disorder Mm -hmm. and most people think eating disorder like it's bulimia or anorexia but there's something really overt and it's you know it's horrible this not eating is an eating disorder. We're not even talking about people that um, binge and purge. We're talking about people that have developed a metabolism that is so non-responsive that mm-hmm. they have no cravings to eat anything over 500, 600 calories a day. Yep. This is also a current client that I can't get out of 700 calories a day. Yeah. And it's hollow, meaningless food. And when they start adding 100 calories, they're like, I feel full, I feel gross, I don't want this, mm-hmm. it's not working. And this is a 230, 240 pound plus person. Right. Okay. So not being able to pinpoint what's going on or where it's coming from, it's, and we've talked about this too, it's not the gym. The the gym isn't the answer anymore. Any gym owner that's selling you on the story that come to my gym, just being present in my gym (laughs) is going to help you lose weight. They're they're lying to you, okay? Because if sweating got it done, we'd all be in shape and I would be able to eat whatever I want. But the body is a biochemical wonder Mm -hmm. and everything within the body, there is a ebb and flow. There's a positive and negative. There's a... There's an, um, an acidic, and alkaline. Everything has balance in the body. And when the food you take in isn't balanced, mm-hmm. the body can't create balance. Mm-hmm. When your lifestyle isn't balanced, you won't have balance. So for someone it's like, well, I'm on medical food with my doctor. I'm getting B12 shots. I'm on this, this crazy drug. I'm doing these crazy things. I'm fasting all the time. I'm keto. I'm doing this. Right. If you can't get your lifestyle conformed and you can't get to the root of the problem, lack of vitamin D Vitamin D's got an issue on mood. You don't have mood. You're not doing dopamine. You're not inspired to do workouts. You, right. you're not, you're not, you don't want to go do them. So you're not actually being active. Too much screen time means your face is down and you're not doing things, right. whether it's not eating or not being active. Um, when we talk about lifestyle, it has to start with a very small step that just says, well, let's figure out where you are. Mm-hmm. Let's take a little bit of time and figure out what you do regularly and what we can improve and then from there, let's watch how you respond. And there's going to be some positive steps. And then there's some that backslide. And then we have to make changes. Right. No one wants to do that. I mean, it's like building a custom home.
1: No, I absolutely agree. And I, I think people have in their minds sometimes, and I think I used to be one of them, that it's once you kind of get to where you want to be or close to it, it's just like this, well, you know. I hit my goal weight or my goal body fat and my doctor says I'm doing great. So then it starts to be these small things like, well, I'm going to incorporate this again and I'm going to cut out exercise that I've been used to doing. And then you see the exact flip-flop happen. So you've gotten healthier. You're feeling more confident. Your insides look better. And then it's like, I'm going to start playing games
0: because and that I think falls into society doesn't encourage and Bill Maher we we're talking about something yeah. he said we'll get that in a second mm-hmm. the idea that there isn't enough shaming anymore yeah and we did something on fat shaming a little while ago and when we say fat shaming I'm not talking about bullying people
1: no and completely being different like
0: you know you're, yo you're disgusting you yeah know, that's not the fat shaming uh, the shaming that I think that he made an example of which of course got a very negative response was um. When society accepts you the way that you are, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing, Mm -hmm. but when society doesn't give you the incentive to be healthy, people in their own natures won't be healthy. It's an act of choice. You know, and what you're saying is, hey, I feel good. I look good. Shit, let's game on. I can go back to boozing and partying and I'll get to it next week. Oh, it's Tuesday. I slept in. I'll start next Monday. And you backslide. The body is always trying to kill you. Uh, Yeah. The body wants you fat and dead. Let's just go there. So anytime you think that your mind can just put your body on cruise control and it's going to conform and behave the way you want right. it to, you're fooling yourself.
1: I wish it did.
0: Dude, I would be chiseled all the time. Exactly. And it's a big joke, but it is obsessive OCD work to maintain lean body mass. Yes. I mean, you're counting, you're hardcore counting and watching your calories. Mm-hmm. Everything is programmed from your rest to your training to how you socialize, how you recover, you know, everything you do goes into where you want to end up Right. and the highest performing athletes and uh, competitive bodybuilders and the people that are physique built, those people live a lifestyle that 99.9% of the population couldn't even fathom conforming to that level. And then when people see those folks, they're like, must be nice. You know, it must be nice to have those genetics. It must be nice to be able to do these things i've seen I've seen people with massive amounts of body fat go down to three, four percent and it's humbling because I know what it takes to maintain six to seven percent to right. see these guys hold on to four and five percent
1: right. Do you think that that you know um it seems like magazines and social media and everything focus so much on those lean frames, you know and What makes me sad about that is most of what people are seeing are photoshopped images. There are some people that if you see them in a live video and their physique is absolutely amazing, they have put in the work, the time, Mm -hmm. they're eating right and everything. I half wonder if the obesity rate keeps climbing because somebody who has, let's say, 200 pounds to lose that's who they're following on everything they're following you know the crossfit athletes and the bodybuilders and everything that are so fit and they are so far from it that it's like well i'm never going to be there anyway so i might as well just
0: so you mean follow a cheeseburger like eat like they eat or train like they train or they just follow
1: like on social media they're buying they're following people that are
0: Oh, constantly
1: like an in your face of you are not this interesting or they're not they're not finding groups or friends or family members to just say i'm really struggling can you take this journey with me or they're
0: the in-betweens yeah oh maybe um
1: but i wonder don't you think there's just like there is because fat shaming has become this thing now where you can't even say to somebody can I help you lose weight? And they're like, why are you calling me fat? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh oh my gosh, I didn't. But it's like, there's such a thing on, you have to be so careful that maybe they're, in their mind, it's like, sure, this is where, you know, Brian and Jen are trying to get me to. They're trying to make me look like Brian. And it's like, no, we're we're not. We're just letting you know we know how to help you get there.
0: Well, we live in a world where you can get, um, you can get, destroyed for having a, a political position on something you yes. know, um we talked to a client this morning that was talking <laughs> about how um his person it was found out he voted for trump mm-hmm. and it was just this barrage of how could you and it was okay to approach someone over a political freedom yeah and to say to somebody it's like look you know you you take up two seats on an airplane right you're different than me yes. and that's not meaning that i don't want you to be different. Be as different as God created you. Exactly. God didn't create you as four hundred pounds. Right. That was your choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why gluttony is a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at newsstands now, I think people are softer because now you've got plus-size models on everything, mm-hmm. and people with women. I'm gonna be ready to speak outside of my my scope here. I'll correct um, you if you're wrong. Women's bodies are so much different than guys, and <laughs> yeah. just that. The body types because you've got hips and boobs and shoulders Mm -hmm. and you know legs and there's so many factors that goes into how you create a pair of jeans for a a gender yes guys you got straight boot, skinny you know that's (laughs) it you don't have to worry about high-waisted low-waisted big legs little legs i mean they, they there's some for bodybuilders obviously for guys But for women, I can totally understand that there for the longest time, if you had some extra weight, it was difficult to find a pair of jeans that fit right.
1: Oh my gosh. And I always
0: think about the jean thing because when jeans fit right, you feel awesome. And when they fit bad, you feel bad. And the guys, it's the same thing. You know, a good jeans are supposed to be like your pajamas for the outside. Exactly. So when you start seeing plus size models Mm -hmm. and yay, there's a section for plus size. That's it's awesome. But when the majority of the store has got You know, what was the size that we saw at American Eagle this weekend? Uh, 22. I mean, you used to have to go to a specialized store for that. And here there's racks of clothes for this stuff. And the models on the wall are big people. Yes. And this is where we start talking about social acceptance Mm -hmm. versus um, social shaming. Mm -hmm. And Bill Mayer, one of the things that he had said was to get people to wear their seatbelts, um, you had to shame them first. There's yeah. the first step in conformity. Mm-hmm. And when people smoked, you had to shame them. You put them outside, you put them in their own place. You know, it was okay mm-hmm. to come down on a smoker and be like what you're doing is wrong, dude. And I'm gonna yeah. make you do it outside. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to people and their behaviors, it's almost like it's a it's a hands-off. Mm-hmm. And it's food and alcohol are the most accepted drugs mm-hmm. in our country. Yeah. You can eat whatever you want, you can sit there and crush as much food as you want and you won't get an eye bash from the, the waiter mm-hmm. or the people you're sitting at the table with. And if you're all doing it because now you're all kind of, what's the word? Um, enabling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're you're enabling yourself and your friends are enabling you and you're enabling them. There is no recourse. right? Get up the next day and go to the gym. I don't think so. We're going to start over again.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think there's an interesting transition too. I grew up in a house where um, it's not so much dieting was encouraged, but it was kind of like watching what you eat was encouraged. And um, from a dad who's six three and a mom who's five two, I mean, <laughs> we had very different mix. we had very different body types in there. Um, so our rule of thumb was always, you know, you finish what's on your plate unless you're full. But if you don't finish your dinner and you want a snack later, because we're kids and all kids are evil. <laughs> <laughs> um That's true. Your snack was the rest of your dinner. What? Yes. So if it was because, first of all, I have two sisters, so it's girls and we're we're conniving and sneaky, but it was what you wanted to do was not eat all your dinner because you knew that there was some ice cream in the freezer. So you would say, oh my God, I'm full. And then in 20 minutes, you're like, oh, I'm hungry. So if you didn't eat your dinner, your dinner (laughs) was your snack.
0: (laughs) We never got to leave the table.
1: Yeah. So... What we started doing was it's like portion control. Did you take too much dinner? Yes. Okay, so you start to scale back. If you ate your dinner and you're comfortable and you're not unbuttoning your jeans, which, we, which we've which we all done, and then later on you want a dessert, that's fine. Our dessert was always measured. Our dessert was always watched. Really? It wasn't a free-for-all. It wasn't a have 12 pieces of pie or it was...
0: That's funny because that's not how your family is now. No, now, now we
1: it's a gorge out on dessert.
0: There's four pies and there's exactly. lots of ice cream.
1: Yes, but there's there is such a thing today on fat shaming that parents, and I've heard it over and over and over again, I don't want my kid to be on a diet. I don't want this for them. But you are okay and i use that in air quotes that your kid goes to school and they're the heaviest in the class that does get made fun of because you're not going to say you need to finish your healthy dinner no you don't get a snack every night you get dessert on friday nights
0: Interesting. Uh, it's twisted that's interesting so mm-hmm. and i we were also like a payday dessert so we even had to wait for payday
1: you better believe it
0: and, um mine was always the the hostess it wasn't I don't know even what you call, it, but the hostess like pies in a in a bag thing. Oh, did
1: you do which kind? Apple. Apple is the best.
0: Yep, but it was coated in sugar, mm-hmm. and it was a crusty kind so of so delicious pastry. But that was every two weeks. I got something like that.
1: Yeah, apple host. It was hostess.
0: But now I mean, you've got everything's at hand. Yep. So when we talk about this thing being a national crisis, mm-hmm. and one of the conversations we have with our clients, and before we decide to put a program for them together, if we um do something the gym or if we do shape shift it's what are your goals Mm -hmm. and if you continued on this path where do you see yourself in five years Mm -hmm. and most people they give me this um this kind of double take and they're like what do you mean Mm -hmm. well you're you're 285 pounds right now um you're 40 plus percent body fat Mm -hmm. where do you think you're going to go if you stay the way you are Mm -hmm. uh the right answer should be i could be dead yes Um, You know, my blood pressure is over 140. I'm on medication there. I've got high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, I'm pre-diabetic. And the urgency there is that for some folks, they come in assuming they have a problem. Mm -hmm. They're the least uh, responsive to a program. Right. And then you've got the ones where the doctor sends them in. And they're like, I desperately need this because my doctor says the next step is meds. Yeah. Not knowing that there's a spot before that that you can turn that back
1: exactly and i wish so much that people could just be honest with themselves and you know when they're in the grocery store buying foods or when they're deciding to scale back on exercise versus progressing forward and it's not due to an injury or or doctor's orders it's just like you know i've kind of had it i wish people could almost see what five years from now could look like so you can either just feel better You know, be able to play with your kids, travel with your spouse, and not have to worry about pains in your knees and, you know. Not fitting in an airplane seat. I was just going to say, not buying an extra airplane seat because you have to. And realize that if you don't take care, if you are obese, and you don't take care of it, you really could die. Like, truly. I think everyone
0: expects medicine to save them.
1: Yep. And you hear it all the time. I mean, my mom worked in pediatrics for years And some of the stories that she had never used names, you know, nationalities or anything. But some of those stories she had, if I think about it now, I'd probably cry. Mm. And it's like, wait a minute, do you do you see that your kindergartner? Number one, they're being bullied, and number two, they're wearing a size bigger than their fathers. They were huge kids it's not it would never surprise me if she read in the newspaper that one of those kids that she was involved with is dead it it wouldn't
0: there was um I, th- I think the fact that there's a bailout with modern medicine mm-hmm. lets people be crazy mm-hmm. um, for example, there was um, another news article that talked about I think it was in the u k that um, uh, behavior that increases the chances of contracting HIV, Mm -hmm. that those behaviors have stepped back up again and that there's more people um, being diagnosed with something that should be declining instead of it's getting worse. Oh man. And I believe that most of that is on the eve of, they're now saying that they're close to a vaccine and now people on um, the HIV cocktail, they're going right into um, what's the word undetectable. Mm Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. it, but because there's a bailout, there's really no re- recourse anymore. Mm-hmm. and if it gets to a point where it's like, well, i'm I, I always have a way out, yeah, that the obesity thing leads to that. There mm-hmm. is no there's no responsibility mm-hmm. because people have a way to not have to address it until it's too late.
1: Yeah, well, do you remember we had um a client tell us i th- I think it was around ten pounds that it was recommended by their doctor to go ahead and add more weight because then they would be a candidate for a gastric bypass. And it would be at the point where they were, the doctor's recommendations was, well, we can get you back down to a healthier range faster by cutting you open, but you just need to put on some more weight, do some more damage to your body that way versus saying I am the opposite, which is what I would have expected. Oh my gosh, you're 10 pounds away from this. We've, we've, you are now in like, this is critical. You've got to get the weight off. Now,
0: other than our amazing life extending medical services, the medical community disgusts me. Uh, that, some that, it's bad. that some of these folks, there's medical reports on, you know, stay clear of high protein diets because they're dangerous, but they will cut you open and staple your stomach shut. Yes. They will remove part of your digestive system. You know, they'll recommend intake more food, get bigger, and then I can justify doing this to exactly. you. Exactly. Um, it, it's, it's, um, it's a sad state when medicine has gone from extending and prolonging life through natural path mm-hmm. to people saying, I'll just put you on more drugs and I'll just do more of this. And mm-hmm. th- as, as a society, there's everyone's cool with it. Right. I mean, because it's obvious because you respond with your, your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If there was more urgency, your lifestyle would conform.
1: Mm-hmm. So the conversations just need, they really need to be honest and it's, don't hide from. If you're walking into your doctor's office, your question needs to be: Am I on a healthy range or not? Can I can I actually see a BMI chart and see where I'm at? And if your doctor's like, "Hey, you're average and you're good to go," be like, "Okay, what well, what is it going to take for me to be below it? Because I want the last thing in the entire world that I want is to leave this earth in a wheelchair or incapacitated. Because I because it was something I could control. An accident's an accident,
0: but preventable but, is. I couldn't live with myself. Uh,
1: there's no possible way. There's no po- no possible way. My mom had a, a really good friend growing up. And when she would have to go to the doctor, I can't even explain. She was morbidly obese. And when she would have to go, there would have to be a medical team to go into her house and take her by ambulance to this place. She could not fit in a car. She couldn't fit in a van there was she couldn't drive.
0: She was so huge. That's some Gilbert Grape stuff, right? Exactly. there. Exactly,
1: it is Gilbert Grape.
0: So, as a society, if we're taking um, taking a page out Bill Bill Maher's, Bill Maher's mm-hmm. dialogue is mm-hmm. is uh, is, and he's obviously satirical. He's got a terrible sense of humor, and it's <laughs> yes. always very well uh, very well or very ill received. Yeah. If you don't have someone that's trying to encourage you to live a healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. you're never going to do it. There's no reason, right? If you weren't ticketed for speeding, you'd always speed. Yes. There's got to be something that's got to come out of it that's mm-hmm. going to make you conform. If you can look at yourself now in your current situation and say, "Where am I going to be in three years? Where am I going go in five years? Mm-hmm. Am I on a path?" Mm-hmm. And here's the problem. Here's a big part of the problem. People don't want to do the work. No. And the work sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, because shopping. Clean, single ingredient, two to three ingredient foods is boring.
1: It sucks.
0: Eating out, good luck finding a place that's going to support your nutritional guidelines. We've got like two or three restaurants we can go to in all of like 30 miles. (laughs) And the only time we can eat somewhere else is when we acknowledge this meal on this day is not going to count towards our goals. So we're going to make accommodations for it either before or right after. Exactly. But people don't want to do that work. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not willing to put in six months to erase years of bad choices Mm -hmm. you're never going to change nope if you think that a six-week challenge is your your start and your finish to your solution so you're 46 years old you're 85 pounds overweight Mm -hmm. after a six-week challenge you lose 35 40 pounds and you think you're done you've just begun to fail again yes you're just in the the cusp of refailing yes and finding a solution that's going to last long term i'm sorry you can't drink every weekend right you can't you can't do gummy bears and smoke weed and mm-hmm. drink every weekend and wonder why you feel and look like hell mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. People don't want to give up on that.
1: Right. And I'd say, too, be mindful of if that's your path and you really don't care, don't feed it to the people that you know and love. So if you're fine with being in an obese category, but you don't want your kids to be fit, you got issues. Don't Don't take oh. people down the rabbit hole. And if somebody comes to you and they say, I'm I am currently on a diet, and this is what I'm doing. And you know, thank you, but I'm gonna pass on your dessert. Don't. Rather than the people who fat shame, don't skinny shame them by being like, I can't believe you're not gonna have some of my hostess apple pie.
0: That's a fantastic effing point Uh, because the skinny shaming or healthy lifestyle shaming is much worse than fat shaming. Oh, it's it. I've gotten both barrels from my family. We've gotten both barrels from your family, and it's like, what's the matter with you? You know, did you not see how much I slaved all day? Exactly. What's the matter with you? You know yeah. what kind of a path I'm trying to live. Spouses that do it to each other. Yes. Kids that absolutely will not support their parents. Parents that won't support their kids. Exactly. Um,
1: it's twisted. The whole
0: mechanism. And it. I, I never even thought about skinny shaming. That's, oh, that's it's absolutely, absolutely
1: a real thing. But whatever your journey may be, first of all, if you're talking about it all the time and you say you don't care, you're lying to yourself. You yeah. absolutely care. But be mindful of your lack of support for people who want to live a healthy lifestyle. Be careful of the word fat and be careful of the word skinny. No doubt. It's Be mindful of the words that come out of your mouth and your reaction to things. And if somebody wants to, you're doing pizza night at your house and somebody wants to bring over grilled chicken salad for everybody and they're not eating a piece of pizza.
0: Lay off. Sh- shut your mouth. Back off.
1: And, and let them eat it.
0: That's... Your spouses do the same thing you know if you're significant others trying to do behavioral change and they're trying I to make can't. accommodations in the house and you're too much of a stuck-up bastard yes to stop bringing home garbage because you're fine and it's their problem and you know they're not going to stick with it anyway i can't even tell you the stuff that we've heard no
1: it's so bad it's
0: it's okay. spouses i swear to god they they married their enemy uh, because yes. it's people that will, will happily see you fail again. Yes. But um, if you've got someone that knows needs to help and they can't even approach you anymore because of what a douchebag you are, yes. guys and girls, shame on you.
1: I, it's so overwhelming to me because we're so, our house is so the exact opposite. I mean, you and I are pretty much eating differently all the time because of... Honestly, we we have both done the MRT, the mm-hmm. blood test for food. We have figured out through trial and error that a lot of what works for you doesn't work at all for me. My favorite thing that you do is always cuz you change what you do a lot to fit your training. But you always ask me if it's going to mess me up with what you do. And my favorite thing you do is that when you told me once that you hide food.
0: If if I'm going to eat if if I have a quota I have to hit. Yes. I won't eat it in front of you.
1: Exactly. Where it will be like, hey, I'm gonna go down and work on something, and you're eating, but you never have left. Like, I can't think of something I love. I don't know, sweet potato fries. You've never done a tray of those when I've been in the house and can smell them and want them. Ever?
0: Well, that uh, you've got. Ooh, deep, I said sweet potato fries. You've got deeper mm. relationship issues if you're not serving your person anyway. So yes. this is a form <laughs> of serving them. You yeah. know, I'm I'm going to do what I can to make you successful. Yeah, I'll take care of me, yes. and when it's my turn that needs the attention, I know you'll support me. Yes, but um, finding that at home is number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your parents with your kids too. I'm, I'm a broken record with this. Stop feeding your kids shit. They mm-hmm. don't need to eat shit to be a kid. They don't. And the only way they're going to become eating disordered is if overweight mom and overweight dad make a big flipping deal out of what Everything. what's going on. Yeah. So um, just mind your words. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting thing I want to cover before we finished and when it comes to giving nutritional advice Mm -hmm. and nutritional guidance, every state, um, controls the laws about what you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. And every state of course is different. And being able to give someone nutritional guidance versus being able to give somebody nutritional advice to treat a medical condition Mm -hmm. are two very different things. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to Diagnose or treat, right? Okay, those are two big things. You're not a board certified professional. Mm-hmm. Um, dietitians go through uh, boards and residencies, mm-hmm. and they actually go into the field of treating people that are medically banged up with right. food. Right. Nutritionists, lots of education. All mm-hmm. right, so an actual nutritionist. In certain states, to be able to call yourself a nutritionist, you have to have a license. Exactly. Registered dietitian, if you're going to talk to someone about their medical issues, you've got to be a a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to use food as medicine. Right. Of all the 50 states, there are very few, Virginia's one of them, that lets you say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I still can't cure illness and I can't diagnose anything, right? But if I want to have a conversation with somebody about protein, I can. Mm -hmm. And the number one reason... um, is to be able to help people who don't understand the basics. Right. I and mean, I'm blown away. I always skip the basics because I assume it's so well known mm-hmm. now. You know, when I grew up we didn't have food labels on food, right. you know, and now everyone <laughs> understands. They don't even know what a 2000 calorie diet is, but they understand that that's what food labels are based on. Exactly. So when I'm having a conversation about a supplement or nutrition or do this, don't do that, I can do any of that stuff mm-hmm. because the the first thing I have to say is Talk to your doctor if you have a medical thing or a prescription drug that's going to interfere with what yep. I am talking about. Absolutely. I can't do those things for you. Mm-hmm. Now, the states that have the tightest legislation, you're not allowed to even talk about protein powder. Exactly. And this is what's scary because a lot of gym owner friends that I have, they're in states that are very heavily regulated yes, and they're given straight up nutritional guidance. Yep. You'll get sued out of existence. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's going to be those board organizations that belongs to the nutritionists yes. because they don't want you stepping on their turf, yep. right? But Let's go over some stats. So we're we're looking at some of the worst states. When we talked about uh, the article previously about the ones that are 35% and above. Mm-hmm. Um, so right out of the gate, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Missouri, Iowa, um, even North Dakota. All right. So there's a small band. There's other states that are real bad. West Virginia and Kentucky are bad as well. But this first states that I'd mentioned, they are the worst as far as weight in the country. And they have the tightest laws <laughs> On someone being able to give common sense advice, mm-hmm.
1: I think that people should also, depending on who you're going to for advice, if you're paying somebody for this and it seems like they're giving you some really bizarre guidance, be careful that they're not trying to just keep you on a little bit. Oh, so those, yeah. those, especially those states, it's like their intent, like their entire business is built upon the fact that they are registered as a dietitian. They have passed their boards as a dietitian.
0: A lot of those a lot of those so you're saying they want to keep you fat so they can be, keep you on the hook.
1: Just be be Maybe. mindful of what their history is with people versus people that can say I know that anytime anybody in my family has talked to like a registered dietitian, some of the guidance is a little jacked.
0: It's dated. And th- these people are frozen in time. They're freaking exactly popsicles when right. it comes to advice.
1: Yes, and I'm like, you know how we give our advice: trial and error, and research, and trying things ourselves, and saying, "Hey, lady and gentleman, in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, will you all try something? Can we see if we can see how these results work for everybody? Mm-hmm. You know, are you healthy enough to try it? Are you not on any meds where you can do our program or programs, and let's see what the results are." versus I'm giving the same nutritional guidance for these 45 people. Every
0: person gets the same guidance. For the last 10 years. Yep. Right. And they're still using myplate.gov. Exactly. I mean, How about the
1: food pyramid? All that stuff makes me laugh.
0: Dude, but we've, just to throw stones, you don't go to a dentist with bad teeth. Exactly. You don't go to a doctor that smokes. Yes. You know, and you don't go to a nutritionist that's got a weight problem. Exactly. All right, you can't get your own self out of your own way. Mm -hmm. I, I want nothing you have to say to me. Exactly. You don't go to a gym. With a fat gym owner. No. No. Nope. What the heck are you selling? Nope. Okay, so anyway, the point being, the heavily most legislated states where you will get sued into nowhere, they're the fattest in the country. <laughs> <Too> <laughs> Tell wild. me we don't have a problem. <laughs> and Virginia, even though we're on the map, um, Virginia and North Carolina, and then I think Texas is one of the next ones where you can pretty much sit down and have a conversation with somebody about, here's what you can eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. hmm go with natural life, whole foods, you know, supplement with the basics. If you don't get a nice, colorful, robust, you know, vegetable profile in your mm-hmm. diet, um, you can't even tell somebody to not eat organic. I know. I mean, you can't have those conversations in those states. Mm-hmm. So real quick, I'm going to call them out just because they're, they're the troublemakers in our uh, union. <laughs> Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, North Dakota, West Virginia, and Kentucky. You are the heaviest states in the country. It's scary. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-mm. Colorado's got the prop, so they are the lowest. There's only one state that's 20 to 25%. And what's scary is in the 80s, I think the majority of the country was 20 to 25%.
1: That's crazy. The majority
0: of it. You know, there was, It was very difficult to find someone that was struggling with weight mm-hmm. unless there was an eating thing, you know, oh, yeah. just calorie-dense diet. Oh yeah. But now you've got, like you talked already, we've got toddlers that have no chance.
1: They really don't
0: we not even. We haven't even touched the surface of the environmental implications, genetically modified foods, processed foods, uh, the interference by technology, interfered with sleep, interfered with you know the cycle of bad food, bad decisions, mm-hmm. you know, and then it starts over every day, every day, every day.
1: Well, aren't we still in the time where wasn't there an article a while ago that was talking about the lifespan of people is actually going down now?
0: This is the first generation where the male population's uh, life, lifespan is uh, decreased. Yes.
1: It's very sad.
0: Yep. That was also a CDC report. Well, when,
1: that's a, uh, well, go ahead, sorry.
0: They attribute a lot of that to suicides. But when mm-hmm. you think about that, when you have so many suicides that it affects the life expectancy of a generation, yep. it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But then look at what the source of the problem is. This is a much bigger conversation than our show right now. But when you look at the male body. Mm-hmm. And endocrine disruptors that disturb testosterone production, mm-hmm. and it goes from the food to the exposure to chemicals and toxins um, to lifestyle. Mm-hmm. When testosterone is low, estrogen increases. It causes depression. Okay, mm-hmm. so depression leads to suicide. Right. Why are there so many incidences of depression? Where did this come from? Why is it is why is it now so prevalent? Right. But now we're not just talking about you know hey suicide awareness. We're talking in a generation whose life expectancy has been reduced. And why isn't it the females? Because it's the testosterone impact on guys based on lifestyle and food and chemicals. I mean, what was one of the craziest things we read? Body Axe spray.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's
0: a freaking body spray that they found reduces testosterone production. You're supposed to smell sweet for the ladies, but you're too impotent to do anything with it. (laughs) Sounds great. <laughs>
1: I'm not, I don't think they I don't think the subject's you funny. I it. haven't heard the word impotent in Bi- a really long time.
0: Viagra for teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: no, we're not condoning it. Relax.
0: That's a party joke.
1: <laughs> You're so wrong.
0: All right. Awesome. So everything about today was, it's a harsh conversation. And the reason we decided to do it is that nobody's having it. Mm-hmm. And um, kids' gloves, niceties, soft approach, get you to the finish line and then You can join the fight in helping people you care about come out of the the shadows. And the the shadows are believing that being a 300 pound, five foot seven person Mm -hmm. is good. Mm -hmm. I had one sit in my office that said, I have a clean bill of health. My doctor said, I'm good to go. Exactly. Your doctor lied to you. Your doctor lied. So the doctor just meant, there's nothing I can give you drugs for right now. Or on your way.
1: Or if you're a really good doctor, you say you should gain some more weight and get surgery. That's right.
0: We can cut you open. So have the conversation with somebody that you love. If you're hearing this and you know you need to have a conversation, there are more options to shake a stick at. I know that Shapeshift, mm-hmm. ShapeShift is the only program that starts out with the intention of building a long-term relationship with you and your lifestyle. Yep. It's the only thing out there right now that's doing it, and we've got that thing built end-to-end. Yep. It's actually running and working. Yeah. But you're not going to find a lot of options out there with it. Weight Watchers, you're prescribed to their foods. Uh, Nutrisystem, you're tied to their program. You know, they're not teaching you to be a self-sustaining human. Mm-hmm. They're teaching you to depend on them. Right. Find a program that teaches you how to be independent. That's what Shapeshift does.
1: Well, and they're yes, and these other programs are. It's like let's just get you ready for an event, and then you're home free. This one is let's get you ready for life.
0: That's it. Not not the wedding, but for life. For life. That's might be a new tagline. <laughs> All right, brilliant. Thank you for having the conversation with me. I know that um, weight loss and being overweight and talking about family and everything else, it's a difficult conversation because you love people and you don't want to say things that hurt them. And
1: yeah, but you know what? Just, just think real. about it's parents, do you do you want to bury your children before you because of obesity? Or do you want them to outlive you? I mean, these are real conversations that you and your spouse or significant other or whoever need to have. It's a very real thing. Stop hiding in the closet and pretending like you're fine when all of your numbers are showing otherwise. Be honest with yourself and live just an amazing life.
0: That's it. That's key. Great. We'll see you on the next show. All right. All right. See you guys.
1: Later.